Welcome to the Caregiver Wellness Podcast. We're really excited that you chose to join us here today. I am so excited about our two speakers that we have coming up. Before I share more about them, I want to remind you that the Caregiver Wellness Retreat has our registration open for our October 2nd and 3rd live retreat. It'll be live from Santa Fe, New Mexico, really heavy in the arts in terms of using photography and drawing and looking at art and as therapy, as well as yoga and other mindfulness practices, as well as respite care discussions and some excellent speaker panels. So we're excited to share this with you. And if you miss the date, you can still sign up and get recordings from it. So caregiverwellnessretreat.com. Today's episode is featuring my new friends who I am so honored made time for our discussion today. They are Yebo, which is Yoga Education Breathwork Outreach based out of Los Angeles, California. And they offer Alzheimer's prevention that is Black-centered yoga therapy tools and conversations. So they offer free classes that are specific for the Black community that offer tools for prevention of Alzheimer's. They also offer another class that's open to all, which is strategies for Alzheimer's and dementia prevention. What I'm really excited about is in the first little bit that Naya shares with us, it's really profound and simple, a very, very simple tool. So make sure you stay around to, to listen. If you need a visual for that, you can always go into our Facebook page and we'll have a link for that as well. But let me tell you most importantly why this conversation is profound. Alzheimer's disease is more prevalent among African-Americans than whites. It's 14 to almost 100% higher. There is a greater risk if you're a caregiver, there's a greater risk if you are a female. The genetic environmental factors that affect African-Americans and Alzheimer's and dementia are radical. And it starts with prevention. It starts with knowledge. So I'm super excited that Z Cruz and Naya Petrinos share with us their knowledge today. We hope that you enjoy it. We are broadcasting. I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I have two beautiful guests with me today from Los Angeles. And they are graciously offering to, to spend some time with us today as we talk about dementia, Alzheimer's, and the effect that it has on the brain and what they're doing to combat and also working with communities that may not have all of the tools and information they need to help protect themselves against Alzheimer's and dementia. So Naya and Z, welcome. I'm really, really happy to have you both. Um, I would love for you to, to briefly um, introduce yourselves first. Uh, tell me a little, if you, if you had to describe yourself in a sentence, <laughs> what, would, what would that be? Uh-oh, Naya. no pressure. Me first? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm, 
I'm a yoga therapist uh, living and working in Los Angeles. I also have worked in the film industry for many years in a really high stress job decorating sets. And so my life is kind of a combination of that. And I'm really, I really appreciate enthusiastic, passionate about yoga as a tool for stress management, relaxation, rejuvenation, healing, and transformation. Wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Z. Uh, I also am a yoga therapist. I have my master's in yoga studies. I'm currently a PhD candidate. I My passion is just educating people, period. Life is my yoga and yoga is life for me. So anything that that encompasses, I just try to bring it in and make it work and make sure that I can achieve a full balance. And if I can help others do that, that is perfect. Beautiful. Well, you guys have really inspired me and I have um, been so grateful for our connection. I actually found out about you uh, through uh, one of our, uh, who's been sponsoring us for years, which is the um, Alzheimer's uh, Research and Prevention Foundation. Um, and especially in, in each of our retreats, we've done uh, Satanama. Uh, that we've done live and I am always in awe that uh, when we tell the caregivers that uh, this is this is to improve memory it's actually one of the most well attended <laughs> sessions that there is people are hungry to know and hungry to understand that but before we dive further into it and I, I would love for you to kind of lead us in a just a an arriving moment um, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love it. A practice I really like to do is home chanting. So in yoga, we always think about OM, A-U-M or O-M. But I also think we can think about the word home, especially as people of color, like Z and I are. But any, almost everyone in America, if you're not an indigenous person, we've come from somewhere else. And we've left a place that might have had a lot of meaning and come here and had to develop a new meaning and a new home. Also as caregivers, and I have family who are caregivers and the intense struggle and love of that is there's a hardly any time to center and find the place of rest, the place of tranquility, the place of home within yourself. So I offer this home chanting that has very much the similar vibration of Om chanting. So how it goes is you extend your arms out to the universe, to the creator, the mother, whatever name or form that is. And then you bring the hands back with the word home in Garuda Mudra, which is left hand as the base, right hand on top, thumbs interlace. This is bringing wings to the heart. And as caregivers, we're just as humans, right? We need to find this spaciousness in the heart for all the things we face just being alive, especially in these uncertain times with the pandemic, with all the racial strife that's come to me, all the murders, the shootings, this time of great heartbreak is wonderful to bring uh, wings to the heart so we can continue and persevere. So it just goes, you reach out and you come in home. So let's do it together, deep inhale. 
And if you wish, keep the eyes closed for a few centering breaths, feeling and connecting to the home inside of you, that place that's safe, stable, and secure as you bring wings, love, compassion to the heart. And then gently release the arms, the hands, the mudra, and blink your eyes open. That is such a beautiful mudra. Can you say again, uh, describe it, how the hands cross and the thumbs cross and the meaning yeah. of the mudra? It's called Garuda Mudra. So Garuda is considered an eagle, but it's also a mythical animal, part man or part human, and it also has wings. So it's almost like an angel, the potential of the human, a very ancient Hindu animal. I think there's maybe Garuda in Buddhism too, but it's the left hand is the base, the seat. Usually left hand is the seat of a mudra. A mudra is a gesture, a hand position. And then the right hand goes on top and it's pointing, it's touching the throat, at least the way I've been taught it, but it's, I mean, it's touching the heart, but it's pointing to the throat. So the thumbs are in relays, pointing to the throat. That's our integrity, our truth, you know? What we're trying to accomplish, Z and I, with Yebo or anyone, meaning your life, living in integrity. And then the fingers are the wings. So it's a profound connection to the integrity, the truth, and the heart space. And then connecting to this mythical and the potential, the angelic potential of us, you know, to be more than human, to be mythical, to make meaning, you know, to make a difference and to be large, expansive. So I love what you just help? said about, about making meaning because I think so much of what dementia is, is, is confusion and not understanding. So this idea of, of, of touching yourself, of pointing to the throat, which, which what is true within you and being able to make meaning. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's a mudra that I was, you know, they use a lot in life force yoga and I'm very much an admirer of uh, Amy Weintraub, but then I put a little bit of a different take of it, especially as my work as a woman of color, uh, my ancestors were enslaved and taken away from their homes and were brought here. And then how do we redefine ourselves and find home? And we're even seeing right now, a lot of times as African-Americans, it's like we're strangers in this land that we've been 400, 500 years, but we're, we're not treated as, as, um, as this is our home. And so I think everybody can relate, I think, to wanting home. But for me, as a person of color, it has a, a special meaning. Mm. It's beautiful. You mentioned YABO, and Z, I wonder if you want to share with us what, what that acronym is for. Because <laughs> people Yebo. are all hearing, what is that? <laughs> YABO stands for Yoga, Education, Breath, Work, and Outreach. And Naya and I, we really like the word YABO, which is a response to Saubona, uh, which is a greeting. It's, it's really, 
it's similar to when we do our yoga greetings, when we say namaste. So we just wanted to make sure that we are true in the way that we arrive. Because of course, most of us in the world today are mixed, right? And as Naya said, we're, we're people of African descent. We're highly melanated. We can't hide that. So there's nothing, it's not like I can just come in and be like, hey guys, you know what? I'm really white or, <laughs> which I can say technically, but no one's going to buy it. So we just want to arrive the way we are. And it's, we are, yoga is our home. And yoga, of course, is meditation. If, if you're a yogi, you know yoga and meditation go hand in hand. Uh, with that being said, the educational component for us is tantamount. Yeah. Fantastic. I want to add, yeah. add too that yebo means yes. It means yes, like we can do it. If I say to you, it's a Zulu, Sabona, I see you. The answer is yebo, Sabona, yes, I see you. So we really wanted to have that idea like with Alzheimer's where people think it's such a sentence like there's nothing you can do or dementia, but there's lots you can do. And yes, we can do it. Yebo, let's do it. That's awesome. You know, I, I think one thing that's really um, drew me to what you're doing is you're not only focused on, okay, what if you already are diagnosed, but you're really focused on the prevention aspect and how um, I have goosebumps just talking about that because I think, I think people think so much about physical health and they don't realize how, how integral it is in brain health. And so how would you guys, um, what, if you had to share a nugget in terms of if, if I was someone really wanting to make a difference in brain health, what, would I, what should I focus on? What would be the key thing that you would suggest? I know it's a lot. <laughs> there's, there's so many things that you could focus on uh, in brain health. Uh, number one, the fact that you're even interested in, I would say congratulations, because most people aren't interested in it until it affects them personally. So I would say congratulations in that. And the fact that they should know that people do forget, like just because you forgot something doesn't mean that you have Alzheimer's. <laughs> or dementia. And even though we use Alzheimer's and dementia interchangeably, Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. So let's just say, uh, and some dementias are temporary, but you can have community. You can eat a certain way. You can do, like you said, uh, we have Satanama with the mudras. We've discovered that there is a reason why the mudras work, Nai and I. So we've done research into that to see why, why does it work to do hand gestures? Where does this come from? Right? Um, your supplements, sleep, mm -hmm. <laughs> simple things. Sleep is huge. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And, and so many things is so, so many things and learning, like learning new things. It doesn't have to be where you're going to through higher education like myself, I just took a, a sign language class. I'm always trying to learn something new. And with That's that being beautiful. said, there's things, oh, thank you, uh, that, yeah. um, that do make you at higher risk. Mm -hmm. You know, like Naya said, 
Like Naya, if you want to mention some of the things yeah, that put at higher risk. I mean, I want to just say that preventing yourself from Alzheimer's and dementia is, looks almost like preventing yourself from everything else. Diabetes, heart disease, everything. You have to eat a good diet, mainly plant-based. Meditate. You can use the Kirtan Kriya or in other forms of meditation. Um, uh, supplements. The soil is so depleted and there's so much pollution. Even if you're buying everything from Whole Foods, you still need supplements. And then um, exercise can be yoga. It can be something else. And then community is really important. Having friends, having things that you're passionate about. So really what you're trying to do is have a great life. And if you have a great life, a really filled life with stress management, with friends, then you're going to be already preventing Alzheimer's and dementia. So, I mean, I think, and, and you'll have a better life. Mm -hmm. And so it's these, Z always says it's simple. Yeah. It's all the things <laughs> we already know, right, yeah. for everything else. But the thing is, that comes back to the Yebo is that, but yes, we have to do them. Like I have a teacher, Dr. Nanda, he says, you can have a yoga mat, but until you unroll it, you're not doing <laughs> yoga, <laughs> you know, like you're not gonna, you could have every cookbook and every article on your computer, but still, until you're cooking differently, you're not going to not be at risk. So I say start with something, like one thing maybe with, that you feel like you can handle. Like I'm gonna try to sleep more or I'm going to try to eat more vegetables, or I'm going to meditate 12 minutes a day. Maybe start with one thing, put that in mm -hmm. your routine for a month or two, and then mm -hmm. add in the second thing. And then maybe get a buddy, you know, get a friend, do it, get a support group together. And I think like when you have a buddy or a group, you're more likely to, to do something. And then know if you're a caregiver, like this is, that's, we're talking to caregivers, you're so much higher at risk. I don't have the exact statistic with me, but you're really much higher at risk. So you have to do it more. So my cousins are singing the mantra, Kirtan Kriya, with my aunt who has severe dementia. They're doing it with her. She's kind of shaking her head a little bit. Sometimes she, but somehow they've made it part of the ritual of their lives together. So they're helping her with the dementia and all, they're also helping themselves because they're black, which puts them double at risk. They're women, which puts them more at risk and they're caregivers, which even puts them more at risk. So the people in my family, the people I love most are so high at risk. And they're doing it together with my aunt. That's you know? fantastic. And so your your connection to Alzheimer's. So you've got you have an aunt who has Alzheimer's. Yes. Yeah. Dementia with Dementia. Alzheimer's. Okay. And she's lost. She is not. She's transformed. And like we're saying, she looks great. Like her face looks great. Her body looks so cute. Her skin looks so great. Her mind is gone. I mean, yeah. sometimes she has glimpses of, you know, times when she's there, but most of the time she's not. So to me, it's, you know, it's devastating because she was the best storyteller. And I think Z said this and also my sister, we're also, we're losing our stories. 
because she's the storyteller of our family. She was the comedian. She was the light. She was also the one who picked on you the most, you know, and all is <laughs> gone. It's all gone most of the time. And then my cousins who also have their own health issues are taking care of her 24 seven. So it's very, very hard. And I'm sure I'm telling a story that probably everyone who's listening to this podcast or watching us on Facebook, they know they have the same story. My, this, my story is not different than other people's stories. And that's what's so um, devastating because we can prevent it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think what's interesting about, about what you're saying though, what is different is is making these little small choices you know we have a choice between being sedentary or moving a little bit we have a choice between connection or not connecting and sometimes i think we especially caregivers feel there isn't a choice that there is just a lot of isolation and burden but you know i love what you just said if our goal is to have a great life you didn't say happy <laughs> You know, like, like the ultimate pursuit of happiness. You didn't say that. And I think, how can we, how can we do that? And it's in these little do one thing. I think that's powerful. What were you going to say, Z? No, I was just going to say it's in simplicity and, and it doesn't have to be a task. It can be fun. Like you can just take a different route home, drive in a, in a different way, see something new literally all these things build different connections in your brain and think about things that you would just like like no one wants to be depressed no one wants to be sad and if you looked at someone at, even in the street you don't know them and you smile and say hi that connection is huge like i had to learn how to realize when people were smiling when they had their mask on i was like what <laughs> I can't see their face, but it was something that interested me yeah. because it's important and we're losing that connection. And even in this time, like Naya said, we're going through so much and then to take that away from us to know easily <laughs> whether someone yeah. is smiling or upset or something's going on, how do we do that? So just find an interest and, and know that this affects all of us. I'm sure many young people, maybe they've seen us and they just passed this by. Oh, this has nothing to do with me. But guess what? We all have brains. Mm -hmm. We all have brains. So we are all at risk. And genetic wise, it's a, it's a small percentage that says you'll get it just because genetically it's in your family. Everything else comes into play. So all the things that Naya talked about that you can add in, little by little, they're simple. Mm -hmm. If I told you, you could just touch your thumb and to your fingers and say something that means something to you for 12 minutes and help yourself <laughs> have longevity in your brain, you would probably do it because if you can't remember, you can't do anything. You can't cook, you can't shop, you can't eat, you can't go to the bathroom, you can't communicate. People don't realize how serious this is you can't write you have no memories you have no root no foundation you don't know who you are you don't know who your loved ones are this is not good and i don't think anyone wants to be there so if we can 
show that this is important from an earlier age. This is important, something we should talk about because we're all born with brains. This is not something that, I mean, it, we, it develops throughout time, but we come into this world with a brain, right? Mm -hmm. So let's take care of it. What I really loved about getting to know both of you is, is, is how you use, well, not just the mantra, but, but yoga therapy in general and a lot of the practices that you're using for the brain. And um, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm actually signed up for your, for your brain longevity and dementia prevention course on Saturday. But I'm curious, because this is, you know, it's, yoga has been associated, especially in the West, with privilege. And, and you all, I know Naya listened to your beautiful story of how you were introduced to meditation. And I'm, I'm really curious how this is received in the black community and how, how, how is that working? Are you seeing more people being drawn to it because they can relate to you? Um, how has it been successful for you? Well, I think it's a slow build, you know, the people who come are basically people who know us and trust us. And then some other people too, but um, as we build our network and, and word of mouth, uh, we are getting people and we try to talk about, this is our um, Black Center class because we have a class that's open to all, but we started with just our Black Center class. So we really try to have conversations in safe space that you couldn't have anywhere else. So I think not only is it an Alzheimer's and dementia prevention class, it's also could be a meditation class, or it could also just be a support group, or it could also be, most of the time it's women, just girlfriends hanging out, talking about things. So it, I feel like we're getting support and we're trying to, you know, spread the word. But I think that people, Whenever I teach yoga, and sometimes I'm, I'm um, nervous, like I was teaching in East LA in the mainly Latinx uh, community center, and I have this preconceived notion, like, maybe they're not going to accept me because, you know, they're Catholic, and I'm not Latinx, or whatever, like all these ideas. But when I started teaching yoga, people love it. Like these, when I taught there in the you know, Catholic, Latinx, like teaching in broken Spanish, it was the joy of their week. I mean, they were giving me things, they wanted to become yoga teachers. So I think sometimes we don't give yoga enough credit, even myself, like people actually, we have all these ideas of people are gonna think it's Satan, it's this and that, and maybe that happens, but it's never happened when I've taught it. It's always people want more and they're, how can I do more? And how can I become a teacher? And how can I spread this? So um, also I don't think of, and I know this is my only opinion, is I don't only think of yoga when I teach it as something that is Indian or Hindu or Buddhist. I believe that sacred movement has um, evolved from many cultures. I mean, when you look at the hieroglyphics in Egypt, I mean, I think they're doing yoga. Uh, Z taught me about the Toltecs. They are doing yoga. So I don't teach it as if it's something that only the other, and this is controversial, but only an other has. I teach it as yoga means union and these uh, embodied movements, spiritual movement practices have developed in many places at different times. And we have as much ownership of it as people of color. 
and African people of African descent than, or even, or whoever is it doing Latinx or whatever, as everyone else. Like we have an equal right to it. I think you have to keep the prices down. Like our classes are free, but then our training is not free, but it's very cheap, especially in this time of COVID. I make everything I do right now very, very cheap. And I call it compassionate COVID pricing. And I have scholarships and Z and I have scholarships for everything. I think we've given out three scholarships now for brain longevity, maybe even more. I can't keep track of everything that's going on. But the idea is that you have to, we're making accessible. Now, somebody wrote to me kind of nasty on Facebook. If you're a real healer, you wouldn't charge anything for this training. And I was a little bit taken aback, especially how much free work that I do. And I kind of gave them a little message. I said, well, we're teaching this for free. I teach this for free. If they teach this for free, can you tell me what you teach for free so I can post that? And they didn't really <laughs> respond. So I do believe that people can also be paid for their work. But I do think that it, we can price people out. So you know, there's got to be a combination of doing things for free, having scholarships, and I guess I've gone on a long diatribe, but the main point was that we um, give yoga a chance because everybody I've introduced it to, no matter their religion, their ethnicity, they've loved it, and they've just wanted more. I love the sampling. We put a video on our website of of you just doing a really simple guided guided routine, and I think it's like less than ten minutes. And I just thought that's perfect. I mean, it, yoga doesn't in 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 my experience, it's it's not uh, if, if you know hard always hard and fast. It's not sun salutations. It's it's when you really begin to experience yoga, it's listening inside, it's moving how the body needs to move. It's, you know, and I felt like you guided that so beautifully and I really appreciate you you sending that. And I think um, I have so many more things I wanna ask you. So I'm really excited. We're gonna continue a conversation um, over in a, in, a, in a different group on another day. So I'll post that link in our, in our podcast as well when we, we wrap that up and on Facebook, but Z, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any sort of um, last bits of wisdom or things that you'd like to leave with, with caregivers today. Well, for caregivers specifically, I just want to say in caring for yourself, you're giving the best care for whoever you're tending to. So we as caregivers tend to think, oh, I have to give my all to this person and neglect self. And how can you give your all when you're not whole? Right? So it's a give and take thing. And, and it, like Naya said, everything is about union. Everything is about balance. And as long as we can remember that in our, in our most mundane, simplistic state, we actually know exactly what to do. We just have to remember, right? So <laughs> if that's all we have to do, just take the time, sit and be, and you'll know exactly what to do. So just take care of yourself in order to take care of others. Do not neglect yourself. Yeah, perfect. Perfectly said. I will also say, I don't remember which one of you said it, but find a buddy. And I think, uh, so I'm going to encourage anyone, anyone listening with us, if 
they want to join you on um, any of those events, like you mentioned, you guys have, um, they're, they're typically Friday nights, and I know that you do open to anyone, a six-week series that's coming up. Do you want to share just a little bit about that? And it's ongoing, so no matter when you're listening to this, it'll still be happening. <laughs> yeah. Everything stands alone. Every class stands alone because um, there's a series, but you don't have to worry about when you come in because everything is built to just come in and feel very welcomed and learn from that class. And the classes are basically 15 minutes of yoga, physical yoga, 15 minutes of education, like a talk or with a PowerPoint about some topic that's related to Alzheimer's. And then we end 15 minutes with the Kirtan Kriya or some form of meditation to, uh, to connect to brain longevity and to close. So that's what happens in the hour class. Even if it's a black center class, it's gonna be more black centered topics, mm -hmm. but it doesn't always have to be. And then they open to all classes. Just there's so many topics, like one day it'll be diet or supplements or meditation, or how are the yoga, how's the yoga, what's the yoga doing? Or what's the, what are the fingers doing and why are we singing and how does that affect the brain? So every time there's this 15 minutes of education, that's going to be different. Fantastic. I will say, you know, and you guys promote that those classes are free, but there is a way for people to donate as well. And so yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to post those links uh, well as well on Facebook and with our, within our podcast. So if anyone listening yeah. feels like, Oh, I can't, I can't be there or I already have a two pull two too full of a plate, perhaps contributing would be a really lovely way to support the programs that you guys are doing. Yeah. I am so honored that you guys have taken time and I'm really excited to, to forge this relationship with you and be able to offer yet another resource for our caregivers who participate in in these retreats because the, the retreats that we do are you know we just have them in one city one time a year but what you all do is throughout the year and ongoing and to be able to mm -hmm. funnel caregivers your way and to to give them access to a resource is incredible so i feel like yeah. i've been and given the biggest gift. <laughs> well, there's so, a concept in, in yoga, abhyasa, which means like continuous practice over time. Like we need to be doing something every day. And that's really where the transformation, the healing happens, the continual steady practice over time. Absolutely. And I think that, that I love that part of abhyasa over time. Because you can't, you cannot expect something that, well, that didn't work, you know, like, no, <laughs> you have to practice it, right? That's why life's a practice. So yeah. you, yeah. you both are such a gift. I love it. Um, thank you so much for sharing your energy and your time. And I cannot wait to share um, and dive deep into 10 hours of training. <laughs> It'll be fun. Z is very fun. He's fun and I'm funny. I love it. You know, I love it'll it. go like this. I know it will. I know it will. With Z's laughter, I'm good. I'm good. So again, thank you both for taking time. It's really an honor to have you guys a part of this. And um, I'm excited to see how we can continue to support caregivers and support really, like you said, Z, everyone who has a brain, 
that's all of us yeah. <laughs> in this path of brain health. So thank you all. Appreciate you. Thank you. We see you all. We see you. Thank you for joining us today in our talk with Naya and Z. I know that you think they're equally as amazing as I do. We want to usher you over to our website, which is caregiverwellnessretreat.com slash yoga dash four dash caregivers. If you just go to caregiverwellnessretreat.com and there's a tab under the header that says resources, and then you click down and it says yoga for caregivers. And we're so excited. We've got an eight minute video there that Naya did for us as well as Z's intro to brain health there. So you can click on that link. Powerful, powerful tools. And then we hope that you will not only give this a try, but that you'll help share and spread the word. So if you enjoyed today's episode, will you buy us a cup of coffee? <laughs> There's a link where you can just click buy a cup of coffee, which helps pay for um, all the backend stuff. Um, in addition to that, we hope that you will hop on our website. There's a way for you to donate there on the um, navigation bar. But most importantly, we're more excited for you just to share it. Everything that we offer is free. All of our resources and our retreats uh, whether online or eventually in person again. And we feel like um, one person can really make a difference. So just you sharing or gathering your community around caregiver support is powerful. Thanks again for joining us today. And we wish you a very, very great life.